When deploying robotics and artificial intelligence in clinical settings, how do you go about securing those systems? I'm Marianne Kobusak-McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with attorney Stephen Wu of Silicon Valley Law Group, who works with clients in matters related to information governance and security as they relate to emerging technologies, including robotics and AI. So, Stephen, for starters, as you work with clients, what are you seeing in terms of their interest in piloting or perhaps actually implementing AI and robotics in clinical settings? And what are the information security concerns related to these systems? Marianne, I'm increasingly representing companies that are involved with artificial intelligence deployments in the clinical setting. Some of the use cases that will be common in the future include systems to assist in the diagnosis of illnesses, processing images, for example, x-rays or other types of scans, and trying to detect healthcare fraud. The clients that I have are using data received from electronic medical record systems and processing the data and then interacting with the people who are working in the clinical setting somehow. So there is this interface between the systems that my clients are deploying and the electronic medical record systems of the hospitals. So with that, we have to concern ourselves with, besides HIPAA, the state laws relating to information security. And in particular, let's focus on HIPAA. You need to have administrative, physical, and technical safeguards to provide reasonable and appropriate protections of protected health information. The systems being accessed by these companies include PHI, and therefore administrative, physical, and technical safeguards are necessary. These HIPAA regulations don't talk about artificial intelligence, don't talk about robotics in particular, so we have to use the general principles associated with HIPAA compliance and apply those to the particular systems that are being deployed And that might include things like making sure that there's training, making sure that only those who are are authorized or should have authorizations to access PHI or those systems have that access. Physically protecting the systems from intrusion. Somebody walking in off the street should not be able to access a surgical robot, for example. And then technical safeguards, thinking about securing communications between the system and other systems, for example, within the hospital network or if the vendor itself has some kind of software updates, securing the communications between the vendor and the system so that there's no malicious software introduced as part of the software update process. Those are examples of controls. So, Stephen, when it comes to securing these systems, whether it's a robotics a piece of equipment that's used in a hospital or some sort of AI software, perhaps, are the technologies that are applied to AI and robotics in terms of securing these systems, are they similar to what we traditionally see, for instance, with an EHR, you know, encryption? What, what sorts of challenges in terms of trying to figure out the technologies to be used to protect those systems? These systems are using hardware and software. So, for example, with robots, it has firmware in it. It may have software running on it. It's a piece of hardware, in essence. So all the things that we think about with hardware protection and software protection would apply to these systems as well, for a robotic system as well. And with artificial intelligence, you might have 
on-premises software, and we've been securing enterprise software for a long time on-premises, and then a lot of these the software applications are being delivered as a service, as software as a service. So all the security controls that we think about with cloud computing, security, and securing uh, systems that are being delivered, software is being delivered as a service, all of that would apply to artificial intelligence being delivered as a service as well. So when you're working with clients, what sorts of challenges do you see them dealing with when it comes to protecting the data that these systems are generating or working with, for instance, with patients? It's the same kind of challenges that any software or hardware company might have. So, for example, thinking about ways of making sure that the system being developed is secure. Did the vendor use secure development methodology in order to program the software that's being used to deliver the solution? Thinking about the ways that the the vendor is interacting with the electronic medical record system to make sure that there is a an authorization of the access, making sure that the communications and transmission of PHI is secured. All those kinds of issues that companies before AI and robotics were worried about are now being applied in the context of vendors that are providing AI and robotic solutions. So from a regulatory and compliance perspective, HIPAA, in the case of healthcare, what are some of the issues that organizations, healthcare organizations that are using these AI tools and these robotics need to keep in mind that they might not consider perhaps, for instance, do these products tend to fall sort of on the fringe, things that they wouldn't normally consider, well, you know, there's PHI that's being handled by these systems. Is this something that needs to be spotlighted generally in any special way? I believe yes. Let me give you a couple of concrete examples. One is, imagine that you're talking about a surgical robot that receives software updates through some kind of connection with the vendor. People think, well, if I'm using systems in order to communicate PHI, I know I need to have a VPN, I need to have some kind of transmission security, but they might think, well, I'll let the vendor handle this software update. It's just a minor thing. It's just a software update. What's the big deal? But that software update could be a vector for introducing malware. So if a hospital is buying that piece of equipment, up front that hospital should be doing some due diligence to make sure that whatever communications are going on to the device and from the device is secured in some way, including the channel through which software updates might be delivered. And not treating this as a one-off or a special thing or something outside of the normal security processes and procedures that the hospital would have. Also, there are now new types of robots being deployed in hospitals or in nursing homes and other things that we might not think of as having a privacy or security aspect to them. So, for example, in Le Lige Hospital in Belgium, the Pepper robot from SoftBank is being deployed as kind of a person to greet, almost like an artificial person, to greet patients within the hospital setting and maybe interact with children to make them feel a little bit more comfortable in the hospital setting. It's kind of an entertainment robot, kind of a goodwill feeling kind of thing, but people don't ask the question, what kind of information is this robot recording? Is it possible that it might be overhearing PHI? What kind of sensors does it have? What kind of information is coming in and going out? And people think of this thing as just something that's a, like a mascot within the hospital, but yet at the same time, it could be end up recording PHI. So. The hospital should be aware of this. In my talks, I talk about tug robots, the Athon tug robots, 
which may move supplies from one place in the hospital to another, when you, if you were purchasing that robot, you would want to ask the question, well, what information is this robot recording? Is it possible that I might overhear doctors talking about particular patients? What kind of sensor information is coming in and going out? What information does the vendor have access to? All these kinds of things for a non-treatment robot might come up in ways that might surprise the purchaser of this type of robotic system. And in those cases, what's your advice to the users of these systems in order to protect patient privacy? My thought is that any procurement process should include an evaluation of the security and privacy aspects of the system. So asking the questions about, let's talk about what kind of information is being recorded. Where is that information? What access does the vendor have to that information? What does the vendor do with that information? How long is that kept? All these kinds of due diligence questions need to be asked in the procurement phase. And then in the operational phase, when, when the thing is being implemented and installed and then operated in, in the hospital setting, for example, let's oversee the process by which the vendor has access to information and make sure that it, it's kept within the parameters that the hospital has set, make sure that there is some kind of assessment going on, make sure that there's no security vulnerabilities being introduced by that device, and then making sure that it is integrated into the policies and procedures of the hospital. So, Stephen, as you know, when it comes to medical devices, there's a lot of concern about potential hacking of these systems. When it comes to robotics equipment in the healthcare sector, in, in particular, for instance, maybe surgical robotics, what are the concerns there about potential hacking and, you know, any sort of malicious sort of intent to harm patients? What are your thoughts on that and what can organizations do to sort of evaluate those risks? Like the medical devices that you're talking about, the policies and procedures for procurement and operation of the hospital should include a review of these kinds of devices. And when thinking about the due diligence process to look at the device, the hospital purchaser should be looking at how uh, security has been built into the device from the time it was first being developed. There should be a security by design process that the vendor used in order to create the device and develop the device in the first place then undertaking security testing to make sure the device is not subject to certain vulnerabilities. That might have been done by the vendor itself and the party doing the procurement might want to see results of those tests. And then it may ask for certain certifications or audits to make sure that the product is, or service it has been looked at by a third party that is determining the potential vulnerabilities in the device and making sure that all proper controls are in place and making sure that the system as developed had used secure development methodologies to make sure that the process of development did not itself cause problems in terms of vulnerabilities being introduced in the process of development or maybe the one particular individual within the developer team had unauthorized access or excess access to the production code, things like that. And then thinking about the ways that the system is implemented in the setting. So we talked about in, in HIPAA, having administrative, physical, and technical safeguards, all the principles that we would talk about in implementing any equipment, like a smart medical device, in the clinical setting would apply to a robot or, or AI system. Thinking about, have the people using it been trained in order to make sure that they know how to use it properly and know how to protect the system? Was there an authorization to make sure that the person using it has been properly authorized? Is there access control to prevent unauthorized access to the system 
physical safeguards, making sure that the system is not something where somebody who's a, an outsider could gain access to it and introduce malware into it or somehow sabotage it, making sure that only proper individuals have physical access to the device, and then technical safeguards, making sure that there is proper software to detect malware, transmission security, making sure that communications into and out of, outside of the device are properly secured. Those are examples of security controls. And finally, Stephen, we, we were talking about robotics and how you know they need to be secured in a hospital environment or healthcare environment. Do you have any predictions about how robotics might improve information security in healthcare? Is there potential there? Absolutely. Hospitals and medical systems, health insurers are like enterprises. They could benefit from using AI systems to help defend their networks. So this is not securing an AI system that's delivering healthcare or securing a robot that's delivering healthcare. What we're talking about is the use of artificial intelligence to enhance cybersecurity within the organization. And organizations throughout the economy are now looking at artificial intelligence as one more means to help them defend their networks. So yes, absolutely. Using analytics to understand possible vectors of attack, noticing patterns of unauthorized access, detecting those and alerting the security teams to potential attacks. Those are all examples of where, where AI will be helpful in order to help protect protected health information within hospital systems. Thanks, Stephen. I've been speaking to attorney Stephen Wu. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.